Joining us now on 98 Not Out, um, all the way from Sydney, Australia, and another friend of ours who's quarantining uh, ahead of uh, the Australian season starting. It's a big welcome to Mr. Adam Zampa. Adam, how are you? Thanks, guys. How are you? We're okay. How's quarantine going? Are you keeping yourself occupied? Yeah, so uh, we've obviously got this, uh, we've got this tour of, well, series against India coming up. So the uh, New South Wales government have been friendly to us and have said that we can go out for about four hours a day. Um, so each morning we've been getting on the bus, going to Blacktown, doing some training, playing a bit of soccer, football, I should say, sorry. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so it's... It's been okay. By the time we get back to the hotel, it's one thirty, two o'clock, and then we have the afternoon to ourselves. So I wouldn't say it's hard quarantine. It's it's hardish. So you're allowed out, but only as a group. Only as a group, yeah. So this has been this has been months in the making. We um we've been away for ninety days now. I think since we played that series against England. Um, so yeah, this is yeah. I think Cricket Australia had to do quite a bit of wheeling and dealing with the government to try and get us this opportunity. But basically, as soon as our quarantine's over, um, we play stay against India, so we need, to, we need to do some sort of training. That's going to be a tough series uh, after a bit of a layoff. Um, India are going to be uh, strong and up for it. You'll have to be in your A game. Yeah, so about 14 of us have come from the IPL as well, so guys have either been playing a lot of cricket or, or training, and then the other guys that are in a squad and that will join us. We've been playing shield cricket. Um, we're, we're well and truly into cricket season now, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really good series. Is there any prospect of um, fans seeing any of these uh, matches? Um, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I think, I think the Sydney games are definitely going to be crowd-friendly. I'm not sure about... We've got a couple of games in Canberra, which I'm not too sure about, but I think there'll be... Um, There'll be crowds to some sort of degree. But, I mean, it can't beat the atmosphere of the old county ground at Brentwood, though. Nothing beats that, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, we saw in an interview that you gave recently that um, you've got nothing but fond memories um, of your time there. Just Can you just give us a bit more colour to that? Uh, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> boys love it. The boys love beer and damn spoof. I know that. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I just it was like it was a pretty weird point in my career. I just got told I wasn't getting a CA contract at the time. So basically, the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to come over to England to play club cricket was because I just got dropped from the Australian One Day team as well, and um, they were playing a series in England, and I thought it'd be a good opportunity to try and stay close and stay within the vision of the new coach and and staff. So. Um, that was one of the reasons why I thought it'd be a really good idea. But like, I just it was really nice to, you know, obviously when you get told you're not getting a contract and when you get told you're not in the squad anymore, it's a bit of a kick in the guts. But I guess going back to playing club cricket for Brentwood and getting that SXT20 deal as well it was like nice to kind of take a step back and just go back to you know why I really enjoyed playing cricket in the first place, and that was camaraderie and experimenting and um, I guess like to simplify just having fun and having a good time and, like it was literally my career from that point up onwards has just been been um, rising 
So you didn't feel any any pressure when you were when you were playing for us, and that you you were expected to perform. Well, I know I expected to perform, but it's like it's one of those things where, like, I was there for five games, and I kind of knew the way that I was bowling that I was going to do well. And uh, I'm the type of person that I, I think people are more you know will remember me for my not for my bowling for my energy around the group and what I actually brought as a human being rather than me as a as a cricketer. So um, that's more important to me than getting a few wickets. So I just I came with an open mind, had a good time. You know, Aaron West was the was the captain at the time, and I was playing with him. And I think he'll probably, um, you know, he's mentioned before that he hardly ever saw me because I was in London every second day or, <laughs> or whatever. And then uh, you had some time at Essex as well, um, and uh, Essex are on a bit of a roll at the moment, form wise, the last uh, few years. Um, how how was it fitting in with those guys? Yeah, it was. It was as smooth as any other team I've ever been involved in, to be honest. So, Anthony McGrath, you know, the good things about him as a coach, he's like, you know, tactically, he's, you know, he's not, he's not really a hands-on cricket coach. He's more of a make the players feel like they're on top of the world when they're walking out across the line. So, I felt like, you know, Mags was really good at making players, you know, feel like they were going into the park ready to do really well. So, um, and those boys, they had time, like they had really good culture of just winning and enjoying it as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of trophies in the cabinet in the last few years. And a good, a good bunch of guys in the dressing room as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can look down the, the list of names there and there's not one dickhead in that group, to be honest. So, um, I, uh, just if I, if I had the choice, I would be back playing for Essex every single season. <laughs> So, um, what are your hopes for the Australian summer? Um, obviously, India, as you've mentioned. Uh, have you got any personal targets or goals you want to achieve? No, I, I had a really strong series against England. That was a that was a really big test because people are always talking about England and the way that they play their one-day cricket, which is really attacking and aggressive and hard for spin bowlers to really make away. But um, I felt like that was probably the seri- best series I've ever had in my career. So, just want to, you know, it feels like it feels like as Australian cricketer, it doesn't get any easier. So, you know, you got the big four countries. You've got I, I always feel like I'm playing against England or India. So it's always tough opponents. India next. It's always a really tough competitive series. So, um, you know, I'd love to just be able to be really consistent, which is what I've been for the last eighteen months. And then after that, we've got I think only one more series before the IPL again. So, you know, just I'm going to really enjoy my cricket for the next. Few months with BBL um, and then IPL and then the hybrid ball comp, hopefully Essex again. So there's a lot to look forward to. What was the experience of the IPL like then without the crowd? Obviously, you played IPL before, haven't you, with thousands and thousands of people in stadiums, and then all of a sudden it's empty in a different country as well. Yeah, that was um, it was interesting. It was interesting for I think the Indian guys first up because they're only ever used to that. Um, you know, when, when you're a professional cricketer, now, even a domestic cricket cricketer in Australia, they're used to. You know, we'll we'll play out this day one day games with no crowd at club grounds. That's what we've done for the last five, six, seven years, um, and we did it in England. So it wasn't really rude shock to us. Those first couple of games in England, um, I think they were in Southampton. They were a bit of a rude shock. Like you, you kind of get the energy from the crowd, um, particularly once the power play overs are done and everyone's 
out, you know, fielding it outfield. You kind of get the energy from the crowd, but you didn't have that, so that was a bit of an eye-opener. But, yeah, the IPL was a great experience again. Um, Dubai was a great place to have it, considering, you know, the issues we're having with COVID. We didn't have to worry about, you know, a typical IPL travel day is it's pretty tough. You have your luggage out and before the night before you go, your luggage gets taken, put on a bus, the bus gets driven to your next destination. The next day you wake up, usually hungover, and then you get on the flight and go to your next destination. Um, and then they can be they can be, be pretty tough days, like 12-hour, 10-hour travel days. Um, you mentioned luggage. I've seen a story about you taking a microwave with you. Is that right? Yeah, I took, I, I took a microwave to England with me. I've got like a little electric fry pan as well. Um, got my, all my coffee stuff, so I'm pretty well sorted here at the moment. The coffee uh, thing was a feature of that documentary, um, The Test, which Amazon did. How long has that been going on? I'm, I'm going to take it that's not a new thing with you, the, the, the love of coffee. No, it's probably been like maybe three or four years old. I could go in depth with you about specialty coffee, but I, would, I could talk to you about it all day. So, um, Have you got a favourite bean yeah. or favourite blend? Uh, no blends. It's always... Basically, what the, the coffee that I drink is called 90 plus coffee. It's the best coffee in the world, and I only ever drink 90 plus. Um, each coffee in the world is scored out of 100, and these coffees are yeah they're they're next they're next level, basically. Um, yeah, and I guess the best thing about being a professional cricketer is that you travel so much and you go to different destinations. And the my favorite part of being a professional cricketer is getting you know pre-COVID getting to a new hotel, getting to a new destination and dropping all my luggage and then going out and finding a nice coffee and finding a specialty coffee, finding a nice vegan meal or finding a nice whiskey, as you know, Webby. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my favourite thing about, about being a professional cricketer. What's better, Scotch or Irish whiskey? Um, to be honest with you, I don't... I don't really pick and choose. If it's a nice Irish whiskey, I'll drink a nice Irish whiskey. If it's Scottish, I'll, I'll drink a nice Scottish whiskey. Um, you know, even so there's some really good distilleries now in Australia, so the world's trying to catch up to, to you guys over there. So I suppose um, the, the Love Cafe has taken a bit of a, a pause through COVID. You and Marcus Stoinis can't get together in the, in the cafe? No, so the bubble allowed us to still hang out with each other. It's a little bit different during quarantine now. We actually... Yeah. We can't leave our rooms unless we're going training. But like during the England tour or the IPL, we could we could go to one another's rooms. We just couldn't go out of the hotel. Have you got a lot of coffee? Have you converted a lot of people to the to the love of coffee now from the team? Well, yeah, obviously it's pretty Australian to like your cappuccinos and your flat whites, which isn't it's not what I drink. I drink filter coffee. It's like a different method called V sixty. Um, so that's what I drink, but. I think the boys started to question why they'd never brought like their own coffee gear to, to trip. So once I started doing it, now the boys started to like buy espresso machines and things like that. So all the boys starting to get around their own little coffee setups. It's like um, a far cry from the days of, uh, I read in Shane Warne's autobiography when he went on tour that he would just take boxes and boxes of baked beans because that was all he would eat when he, when he, went, when he went touring. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much of a myth that was. I, I know Warner used to love a, a dart and 
triple cheese cho- toasted sangers and yeah, the baked <laughs> beans is an interesting choice. So, yeah, it's a little bit different to what the, those old school cricketers would have had to put up with. And you have a vegan diet these days, um, which uh, from from sportsmen, that seems to be a really, really good thing to adopt. How did how did that come about? Uh, my veganism came from a compassionate side. Like I never did it for sport or lifestyle. I always did it because I just thought it was the wrong thing to do. Um, I, I ate meat for the first 20 years of my life. So, um, you know, I couldn't really see the other side of things but yeah, there was a few things that i watched uh, and then i just you know started to learn more about the farming industry and things like that so i, I just i always did it for a compassionate side of things i never did it for performance away from cricket what's uh how do you spend your time what's what are your hobbies or uh, what do you do to relax um i guess my next my my newest little project is my my property I've just moved from Adelaide. So the last seven years I lived in Adelaide and now I've moved back home to New South Wales. Um, so I bought a 60-acre property in, in Byron Bay, which is a pretty well-known well part of Australia. It's like East Coast, um, holiday destination, but I bought a, you know, I've always, always wanted to live there. So I bought a 60-acre property there. So that's kind of where I'm trying to sink my teeth into at the moment. Good. Um, now, we like to ask uh pros that we get on the show about uh, people they've played with and against. So who's, who's been your, the best player that you've played on your side, uh, wherever that may be. And also uh, who has been your toughest opponent so far? Um, just recently played with AB de Villiers at RCB in the IPL. And he's, he's different gravy. Like <laughs> in terms of keeping it simple, but being able to like being able to, clear yourself of any emotion of the game and the game situation, he would just go out there and it would be the same innings basically every time and he'd, he'd have a clear enough head to to be able to clear the pickets under pressure. Um, I've never seen batting like that, to be honest. So he's probably the best I've seen live. Uh, opponent, that's a difficult one. Like as a spinner, you know, you think of the guys like Virat Kohli and, and AB, for example, who are really tough to to bowl to this guy like big hitters are always the ones that put you under the pressure the most so it's probably someone like kieran pollard or like a hard dick pandya from india he's a he's one of those guys where you know if you're if you're up against those guys they're they're, they're trying to hit you out of the park and they can do it consistently the hundred uh, was supposed to happen here last year um and the talk has started again about um getting it going in 2021 Lots of questions, lots of debate over here about whether there was a need to change the format in, in trying to bring franchise cricket to England. Um, you got any thoughts about the 100 and, um, you know, the, is it going to be a success or, you know, why it's been done? And if you're going to be a big part of it as well? Yeah, like, obviously, I would never talk it down now that I'm going to be involved in it. Um, yeah. I'm always, I'm always one for innovation and change and you know, look back, look, look back at the timeline of cricket and you go back to the start of T20 cricket, you go back to Kerry Packer and World Series cricket, you go back to one-day cricket. I'm sure there was, you know, enough people that questioned it. But if there's if there's not people questioning it, then it's not very innovative, is it? So I like the idea of the 100 ball. I think 200 balls of cricket crammed into two and a half hours is, is probably 
you know, it's same as a football match or same as, you know, over here, rugby league or an AFL match kind of thing. So it, it engages the crowd a little bit more. Um, and the crowd is, the fans are, are the game basically. So, um, you know, we've, we've recently come up with some rule changes here in the BBL, which I'm 100% for. You know, there's been a lot of critics come out, but I just think people... People are scared to, to change and embrace change and innovation, which I just think it's like it's harmful to our game rather than um, creating a, creating something that could possibly be better. But like from my point of view, cricket, no matter what it is, you know, T20, one day cricket, test cricket, it can always, it can always improve and be better. Like we, we shouldn't be so strong in keeping it what it is. It just seems in cricket... Um the fans and the, the journalists seem to be so conservative. You look at other sports like soccer, for example, they're bringing in innovations and technology all the time. And it doesn't seem to be questioned when it's been brought in. I mean, it, it, it receives some sort of criticism once it's in, but cricket seems to be almost unique in resisting to any kind of change. And that goes back, you know, 30 years when, um, you know, coloured kits and white balls were brought in. It seems to be a strange one, really. I don't quite know why cricket stands alone like that. Yeah, I don't get it. But cricket's just a different beast. Like I think, to be honest, with you, I yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't understand. We've got a lot of critics over here with the big bash at the moment about the third overseas player and all these new rules. And I just, yeah, I just it bewilders me as to why people have an issue with change when I think the changes can just make it uh, more of an excitement, exciting spectacle for fans i think t20 is starting to get to the point where it's almost even a little bit too slow there's too much you know one day crickets you know people think it's too long and there's too much in between the power play and the death overs and i think t20 is almost getting to that point where you get the six overs done and people are waiting for the last four overs um almost so i think yeah anything that can make the game expand and stretch out to be more exciting over the whole 40 overs is is a good thing that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because the 100 is designed, as you say, to be a quick game. Um, but T20 was designed to be a quick game. And now you, you frequently see T20 games going four or five hours. So it's kind of missing the whole point of what yeah. it started for. Yeah, exactly. And I, I got criticised for some comments that I made a couple of years ago when I was playing for Essex. But, you know, it just it, it had to had a lot to do with the transport, I thought, in England. Um, but when I was playing for Essex, there was times where the game would be over and we were going to get absolutely smashed or we were smashing a team and there was no excitement left in the game so a lot of people were getting up off their seat and getting and walking to the tube station to go home and I think that's a really bad look for the game so as long as we can somehow keep people fans involved and yeah I think that's probably where the innovation needs to concentrate their the power on. There's a T20 league just about to get underway in Sri Lanka, the Lankan Premier League. There seem to be more and more and more of these franchise leagues, uh, T20 leagues, um, coming up. Do you think that's a sign of the popularity of the format, or is there a danger that it, having so many everywhere, it can dilute uh, a successful thing? I think the 100 is really important for England, like ECB. I know that uh, England just won the World Cup last year, so I think that was a really important transition for people not to... You know, they win the World Cup and then not to lose interest in the game, but to almost while it was hot, um, you know, strike. So I think to to have the 100 was a really important move. Um, Big Bash, these new changes are really important. 
And I think in terms of the other T20 comps, like IPL is always going to be strong because the depth is just amazing. The, the um, you know, the competition is almost international level competition. So that's, that's fine. But I think something like the you know, Sri Lanka uh, Premier League, I'm not sure how that's going to, you know, you've got the PSL, the Pakistan Super League, and they've got a really strong, um, you know, international team. So that's naturally going to be strong. So I'm not sure that the Sri Lanka Premier League is going to be as strong. But I think it's important that, you know, nations like that keep afloat, particularly in struggling times that, you know, that we're in. I think it's, you know, if that brings in revenue and brings in a lot of excitement to, to that nation, I think that's probably more important than, than anything else. Yeah, that's a good point because before the virus hit, there was a big debate about um, cricket sort of, or, or the three big nations, England, Australia and India, having too much power over the game and too much of an influence. And it was almost strangling the smaller countries. But I think you're right. I think it is important to, to keep as many nations involved and uh, and interested as possible because otherwise it's just going to get boring isn't it yeah exactly and i think when you see teams like pakistan doing well in sri lanka and i think it's it's more important for international cricket than than people realize like you don't you don't just want the big three countries um playing against each other all the time otherwise you know you, don't, you won't have that depth in international cricket so i think you know having strong strong teams the strong 10 teams doing well um, is really important. Well, I think that's what makes the Ashes so special as well, isn't it? Apart from the the rivalry, it's the fact that it it doesn't come around every year or every other year. You know, you have to wait for it. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I never really enjoyed it when they there was a couple of times where they played it back to back. Felt pointless winning it the first time. Yeah, it was usually um, us that won it the first so, time, and then you took it back a couple of months later. Yeah, we took it back. <laughs> off, so, um, I think we've got it at the moment, do we? Yeah, yeah. you do. You do. You do. It's funny talking to, you know, we were talking to Shane Watson um, a couple of weeks ago and it's a good example because the Ashes still has the level of interest and excitement both in England and Australia as well. It's, it's something that the whole country looks forward to and gets behind when it, when it happens. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you there. I think um, the hype that it brings, even even the hype that Australia versus India brings now, yeah. um, it's important to, yeah, to make that a strong sense when those series are happening, I think if you if it happens too often, then it'll definitely lose the the zing. So, yeah, I yeah I agree with you. Okay, Adam, um, I think we need to wrap it up now because my Zoom account is uh, ticking away in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for uh, for giving up your time. What's Friday night got ahead for you? No, no rampaging through uh, through Sydney or, or anything. I'm I'm assuming uh, you're just gonna. No, we're not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not allowed out my front door. Yeah, that's I'm not right. Allowed out my, I'm watching The Crown Season 4. Oh, yeah. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit? That's good. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'll probably watch that next, but I'll probably have a... I've had a beer today already, so I'll probably have another one. <laughs> Maybe watch a bit of Seinfeld and... I don't know. I honestly don't know, mate. Well, once watch again, we thank, tick, yeah. we, we, we thank you for your time and uh, uh, a really interesting chat, actually, and, um, yeah, some, some, uh, some really good points that you've made so uh, thanks again for that and then uh, hopefully we'll see you back over in these shores pretty soon and uh, maybe if you're in the area you can uh, pop in at Essex or Brentwood and um, you know we can we can catch up and uh, we can have a coffee hopefully man 2021 I'm, I'm praying that you know there's some sort of vaccine so that you know I can make my way open 
Excellent. Excellent. 